The following audio is taken from the private podcast feed that I released earlier this year. I am taking some time off this summer and going on a holiday. So the next two episodes in August, and I think the first episode of September, will be audio taken from this private podcast feed. You'll hear about why I start podcasts and who they can be useful for, why people sometimes stop producing podcasts, and how you can make sure that your podcast doesn't fade out. So now that we've looked at some of the reasons people struggle to keep their podcasts going, let's talk about how we can address it. I want to be really clear off the bat that there is such a thing as doing too much and no amount of tips or tricks or hacks will give you more hours in the day. I want you to have a sustainable and consistent lifestyle, not just a podcast. And if trying to produce this podcast is affecting your work or deteriorating your quality of life, even after implementing these strategies, then perhaps it's time you think about how much you're doing. But for the majority of people, with a few tweaks and adjustments, podcasting can enhance their current business or life situation in a meaningful and positive way. So the simplest strategy to implement right away, and probably one you've heard of before, is to batch record your episodes. Batch recording is when you record all of your content at one time to make use of having your calendar free and your equipment set up. You can spend a day or two recording and have content for the whole month. It saves you time in setting up the equipment, it saves brain power because you can just be in recording mode all day, and it saves editing because your audio will be more consistent. To make batch recording easier, and any type of recording easier really, I recommend you have a simple setup that is easily repeatable and not too daunting to prepare. If you have to drag your furniture around a room to start recording, you're going to be less likely to do it consistently. Having a simple setup that you can get ready quickly and easily, or just keep set up so you don't have to disassemble it, then use your recording time to record as much content as possible at once. If you can record a whole month's worth of content in one day, and then edit it the next day, your podcast will feel so much more manageable. This is how I record my podcast. Each month, I record four episodes on one day, and sometimes with the editing, it goes on to a couple of hours the next day, but um, that gives me content for the whole month. How you go about this is completely up to you, and it depends on your podcast and your schedule, but here's an example of how you could structure it. On Saturday, you could record four one-hour episodes. That would be four hours. And you could then edit two of them. That might be one to four hours, depending on how heavily you edit. So that's five to eight hours on the Saturday. And then on Sunday, you can edit the remaining two. That's another one to four hours. Write out the descriptions. That might take 45 minutes. Upload them, 15 minutes. That gives you a total of two to five hours. So this is one possible way you could get a month's worth of content ready over a single weekend, freeing up much more time throughout the month. Obviously, it's much easier to batch this rigidly if you're recording a solo podcast, but even if you're booking in guests and stuff, you can still book several guests in one day and get a whole heap of recordings out in one go. 
The next way to make podcasting more manageable is similar in that it's another way of compartmentalizing your practice, and that's to work in seasons. By this, I mean separating your podcast into seasons with breaks in between. Releasing a weekly show is great for numbers, but it's harder to maintain. Working in seasons makes planning easier and more coherent and builds in some rest time between seasons. You know, you can work hard on your podcast for six, eight, ten, whatever weeks, and then take a few weeks off to recharge and just get podcasts off the brain. Combining this with batch recording means you can really focus on your podcast for a week or two and then have your whole season recorded, leaving the only thing you need to do for the next couple of months is just sharing and promotion. Like I said, it also makes your planning your content easier. You can structure a season around a theme with a definite beginning and an end, a continuous story. You can then start a new theme the next season. This means that rather than running out of ideas of what to say week to week, you can craft a more intentional journey for your listeners. Another important reason people lose steam with their podcast is that they aren't getting any return on their investment. But a good way to start getting something back from your audience, to start a two-way relationship with them, is by asking for ratings and reviews. By sharing what your listeners think of the show, sorry, by hearing what your listeners think of the show, you can get some feedback on it, act on it, and no longer just talk into the void. There are different strategies you can take to encourage your listeners to leave reviews, so here are just a few of them. One of my clients offers listeners the chance to enter a competition or a giveaway if they leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot of that review and send it to them. Once they send the screenshot, they are entered into a giveaway. The prize is services that the podcaster offers that are directly related to the podcast, so it guarantees that the listener will be engaged and take up the chance to enter. Another client offers a slight twist on this. When a listener submits a review and sends a screenshot, they're invited to a special invite-only event that, again, is directly related to the content of the podcast. Money is another way to get a return on investment. When you start getting paid for your podcast, you're being compensated for your time and hard work, and it's much easier to stick to. I won't go into too much depth here as I've just released a podcast episode about monetization on my normal podcast feed. But in short, some of the easiest ways to monetize your podcast include selling merchandise via sites like Redbubble, Teespring, or TeePublic, getting sponsorship either via an, emergency, uh, an agency or network, when you regularly have thousands of downloads per episode, that is or by arranging bespoke deals with smaller brands that have a similar ethos and reach to you when you're a smaller podcast. Then there's offering bonus content via Patreon or Apple or Spotify subscription services. And finally, using your podcast to generate sales from your business, which is how I monetize my podcast. When you're getting something back from all that time and energy you're putting into your podcast, it gets much easier to keep plugging away at it. Now, taking a step back, batch recording and working in seasons is all well and good, but what about weekly shows or news shows that have to be able to be up to date and regular? Well, the best tip in this case is to hire an editor or a manager. 
A podcast editor edits your audio files for you, probably the most time-consuming part of having a podcast. And a podcast manager can edit, upload, promote, write show notes, basically manage all of your podcasts for you. There is crossover here and there with the terms that people refer to themselves as and the services they offer. For example, at the pod farm here, I kind of describe myself as a podcast editor for the terms of like SEO and people search me online, but I offer all of those services. Finding an editor like the pod farm is pretty straightforward. Google, Fiverr, Instagram, these are all great places to look. Same goes for graphic designers, podcast managers, virtual assistants, all those things. Obviously, many podcasts are small operations or passion projects. So paying for someone to work on it may seem impossible right now. But using the steps I mentioned previously to monetize your podcast with premium content is easier than you might think, even with a small but loyal audience. Just take a look at my posts from the last two weeks. Paying someone else to do the time-consuming work with some of the money you generate from having a premium content podcast is a great way to start building sustainability into it. It can take a little time and effort to get going, but once you're generating income, you can pay someone else to do the editing and uploading and free up some of your own time again. But before you have the ability to hire someone, you can still form a team around you. Having friends, colleagues, a co-host that can help you out is going to take some of the pressure off doing it all yourself, and it offers a really important factor too, accountability. Research such as that from the University of Stanton shows that accountability is a great way to set goals and deliver. Accountability drives behavior change. A clear example of this is when your manager asks you to do something and they CC the CEO into the email. Research shows that it gets done quicker and to a better standard. You're being held accountable and you deliver accordingly. But it doesn't have to be so formal. It can be a friend or co-worker or family member that knows what your goal is and helps you stay accountable to it. This is a well-known phenomenon called the Hawthorne effect which posits how performance and actions are governed by the presence of an observer. Someone holding you accountable produces a performance pressure like performing in front of an observer and forces you to follow through commitments and creates firm deadlines for important tasks. This produces better performance and outcomes. Having an accountability partner is also beneficial because it gives you someone to share stuff with. Sharing challenges, opportunities and achievements and finding empathy from your partner is a great source of motivation. Accountability is also a great tool for learning. The difference between achieving a goal and not achieving one is easily sometimes just the method you choose to do it. A partner brings different perspectives as well as acts as a sounding board that you can bounce ideas off and have constructive conversations. This ability to learn from other perspectives can help lower the risk of failure. Importantly, you feel more confident and motivated in your strategy when you have the agreement of someone who wants to help you out. And finally, an accountability partner ensures that you don't stray away from the track through constant feedback. If you're ready to be completely honest with your partner, the feedback can really help you achieve your ambitions and you can learn about your strengths and weaknesses and how to address them going forward.
Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope it's given you some valuable insight and information to help you along your podcast journey. To find out more about The Pod Farm and what I do, follow on Instagram or YouTube at The Pod Farm or visit thepodfarm.com to check out the podcasting course and see how The Pod Farm can help you start a successful podcast. See you next time.